Welcome to the episode of the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us, talking about intersection of black culture and soccer. Got a little bit of a lightning round episode for you guys this week. Of course, we're, we're coming to you directly after the end of the group stage of the World Cup. And we uh, we wanted to catch you, of course, we, well, typically there's, there's like a, uh, a rest day in between the group stage and, and the, the knockouts, but we ain't got that because in like less than what, uh, in barely over 12 hours, the USA is about to go face the Netherlands. So we ain't got time to, to waste. So, um, yeah, so who we got this week? We got our main man, one of the bosses of all bosses um, within American Outlaws, and someone who actually just came from Cutter uh, uh, to catch the first few games of the World Cup. We got Donald Wine with us. What's good with you, man? Yo, what's good, man? Uh, it's good to be back on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, I, I'm glad that uh, that you're at the big and, and 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 before I do anything, hope you had a good birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good birthday. Um, you only turned 40 once, so uh, it was good talking? to kind of watch some games. And Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was good to ca- catch some games. First time World Cup had games on my birthday, so it was good to watch that. And uh, on a side note, my, my college basketball team did well, so I was happy. <sighs> Bumped them, Blue Devils. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> but uh, but no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad the birthday was straight. I'm glad that you were able to... Um, have a good time and cutter and like, of course you definitely want to um, get some uh, uh, feedback on on that experience because of course there's a lot of things going on on the ground out out in cutter and uh, definitely want your uh, your feedback on that. But yeah, man, thank you guys for checking some of your podcast apps: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audio Boom, Acast. Actually, we're gonna see about Apple because right now Apple's tripping. But we, either way, you will get this. And of course, on uh, the uh, FTD UTD YouTube channel at twocentsfc.com. Yeah, let's uh, let's get it right into it. Like I said, we got less than uh, just over twelve hours until USA Netherlands. Um, so let's see now. We got did Mexico make it? No. Nope. Did Canada make it? No. Nope. Did Germany make it again? No. Oh wait, wait, Germany. Wait, I got a note on that. No. Oh man, again. But you know who did make it out the group stage? You know who made it out the group stage? Definitely wasn't Wales, so that call, so that call on my on my mind was my bad. But the USA, they definitely did, uh, did so. They uh, they finished in second place in Group B, finished in second to England. You know, like it's a, it's a I, I feel like, and I, I talked about this during during the last episode, like because we, I, I actually I'm, I'm glad that we did this now because. The X factor that I said during the last episode was that our inner experience was was you don't know like how which way it's going to go when you have so many guys who have never been on this stage before, and I say that because we have a prime example in the uh, case of Canada, who who I definitely think, despite their opportunities, definitely played as though this was their first time on this stage, and whereas I think with us. We held on just enough. Now, mind you, um, you know it, it wasn't always pretty. Like you know, we we, we tied up uh, with, with Wales in the first game. We we drew against England in the second game, and you know that that last twenty minutes of the Iran game, whoo, bruh, bruh, <laughs> bruh, like 
there, there, there were some calls that I'm glad that weren't that weren't called. I was like, okay, let's 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 just hey, let's just you know cr- cross the fingers and, and you know push this on through. And and somehow we made it. We uh, finished with five points uh, out of out of Group B, and um, coming going into the match on Saturday morning against uh, the Netherlands. But uh, I guess like I said, with you being there uh, on on uh, on site in Qatar, uh, you went to both the uh, Wales and the England game, correct? That's correct. Yep. All right. So, I guess like from from what um, you saw directly, like what's been um, what what? Well, first of all, like how do you think they did, and then what do you feel like going forward? You know, can we make it to, uh, past uh, tomorrow? Like what, what you got? Yeah, so for the Wales game, I think it was a tale of two halves. The first half, I thought the U.S. played better than they've played in years. That was the best yes. performance I thought I've seen from this particular team since it's been assembled, you know, in essence, four years ago. And yep. there was a lot of great play. We had a lot of great chances. And Wales was just, it felt like Wales was like teetering on the back of their heels. They were on skates for most of the first half. And I thought that was great. We got the goal by by Timo, uh, Tim Weah, um, mm-hmm. and that set the pace too. And I think there's a couple of chances where you felt like, oh man, we should have added a second one before halftime. But that's how good yeah. we played. Second yeah, half, definitely, it was a completely different half. We didn't feel, we, we came out flat and it wasn't, the one thing I will say about this team, you mentioned the inexperience and how they would perform and the question marks that that present themselves to a young squad that have never been on the stage before. Right. They were not blinded by the lights. These guys were ready for the stage. Mm-hmm. I just think they came out flat in the sense of they just didn't execute. Passes were a little erratic. Guys weren't flowing the way they were in the first half. And Wales adjusted and we didn't match up to their adjustments. And I think that was the a telltale sign that, hey, we need to get right or otherwise we could lose this result. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the penalty by Zimmerman was a mistake. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I, it, like it's, it's like, what it is. Yeah, the, um, I like how you how you put that. Because, yeah, I was definitely going to say if there's ever a moment where we did show our inexperience, it was that second half of the Wales game. Just mm-hmm. to where, like, you're trying to hold on to what you have. And, of course, that's honestly been like a, a, a almost a uh, trademark uh, trait of the U.S. is just like hanging on to those leads in big games like this, where it's like, "Hey, are we actually supposed to be here? Are we? Are, are we? Are we gonna? Are we gonna do this?" And then sometimes we hang on, and sometimes it's like, "Yeah, we 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 shit the bed and you know uh, fall to the wayside." But I think that we like we like we gave up the uh, the PK uh, uh, following um, uh, bail and. Yeah, that that was definitely like one of those like yeah like if your awareness is up that's that's not a foul that you ever ever make but mm-hmm. you know it, it it happens but um all things said like that was actually the only goal that uh that we gave up throughout the whole group stage like we actually did not give up any uh open play goals throughout the whole group stage I think I think only us and I think maybe one other team um, did that the we're entire the uh, group stage we were the only team yeah. that did that. So, I think that that's, that's I mean, Brazil was volume. the other team until they until Cameroon scored late. Hey, they, so. they, they did that one for the culture. That's, 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 exactly. I said on Twitter, that was for the culture. We, we we see what you did, Brazil. Good good job on that. Like, hey, you try. But um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, yeah. Going into the the uh, 
the England game. I've been getting a lot of pushback on this because I feel because people want to say that England was playing in second gear, but I'm like, did they give us too much respect, or did they just say like, you know what? Hey, we still got the Wales game. We're gonna blow them out. It's okay. Like this one, we we can just sit on. Like what what happened there? I will tell you exactly what happened because it, the great thing about the World Cup is you get to hang with fans from different countries and. You know, night before the Wales game, we're partying with Welsh fans. It was a great time. No, like, no, no ill will. Everyone's kind of like, hey, I wish, you know, two hours tomorrow is going to be bad. But other than that, I hope you have a great time. For England, it was the same thing. We we were partying with English the entire week. And leading up to that game, especially after they dispatched Iran 6-2, they were very, very confident. Very confident. Dare I Mm -hmm. say cocky. I mean, they kept saying, oh, we're going to get you 3 0. We're going to get you, you know, 3 to 1, something like that. And Rooney was wrong. (laughs) It was wrong. But the other thing is this after that game, every single English fan that I encountered, every single English fan was like, you guys outplayed us. We should have lost that game. We were very lucky to escape with that point. If you think about the, the Wales game, it was a draw where we felt, okay, a point in a World Cup, cool. But it should have mm-hmm. been three. But yeah. this one, this was a draw that felt like a win because England. I can agree with that. I, I, I mean, we outplayed England for most of that game. Yeah, there were stretches that England was England, but England did not say, "Oh, we're just gonna you know figure this out and and move on to Wales." They were caught by this team coming out and and saying again, once again, these lights on this stage ain't that bright. We can play mm-hmm. with these guys, and right. I think that gave them the gave our team the confidence for the Saran game because they needed that boost. And that was also, if you think about the results, even though it was zero zero draw, that was one of the results in this group stage that neutrals looked and go, "Ooh, England, yeah. England looked terrible in that game against the United States. The United States looked good in that game. Maybe we need to be looking out for them." And that's why a lot of people have a lot of confidence in this team as we enter the knockout stage. Yeah, like like it is, it, you know, England. They 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 won their first game six to two over over Iran. Um, Iran bounced back and beat Wales two nil in their second game, and then um, England and Wales. Uh, England smashed uh, Wales three three nil in the um, in the final um, group stage game. And of course, we we uh, we won uh, one nil off the pelvis. Uh, I, I, I will say I will say his his, his government name because uh, like I say he, his 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 pelvis and his balls earned it. Christian Pulisic, <laughs> you know, did did the job and, and uh, helped get us through uh, for the uh, uh, through the group stage and everything. Like I said he'll be he'll be back to U.S. agent tomorrow unless he scores again. So we'll we'll, we'll see how how uh, how that how that goes. But like you know, it, it's um it's it's definitely. Uh, been just a, a, the games have come so uh, quick, quick and heavy um, throughout the. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think this it's really just barely been a week. Uh, all things considered, yeah. like it's like these games have come that that hot and heavy, and and like now we're coming in on what the the, uh, the third weekend of, of, of the World Cup. Um, now going to, into the on uh, the group stage. Now, did you make any other um, games? Yeah, so I did seven games while I was there. Oh, wow. the two okay. U.S. games. Um, I did France Australia, which was a, a banging game. 
uh, I saw Germany, Japan. So again, one of the, one of the big upsets of the tournament. That was fun. Um, shout out to the, Jap- the, the Japanese fans. They were they were live. Um, I also did Switzerland, Cameroon. I did Uruguay uh, versus South Korea. And I'm blanking on the last one that I did. It was Belgium versus Canada. So I went to that game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the Canadians, uh, like I said, like, I, I, I definitely um, was pulling for them to, you know, try to make some, uh, some bit of noise. They crashed out. Um, you know, I think they lost all, all three games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they, and, they were, they'll finish second to last at the World yeah. Cup to Qatar. Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you for the stadiums. That's about all uh, Cutter was good for. Um, Thank you for, you know, they, they for the hotels. Thank you for the 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 Firefest Ultra uh, layout and everything. <laughs> and, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cutter, like, it is, it's funny to me because, like, for those of y'all that, that haven't been keeping up, and, and, I, and I think we mentioned this a little bit, during our last episode, like this is the reigning Asian Cup champions. They played in, in the Gold Cup uh, a couple years ago, and uh, actually played us um, um, pretty tough, all things considered. And they absolutely got washed uh, mm-hmm. through their uh, group stage uh, to, the, to the point of where and I made this um, I made this comment um, during one of the games. I think probably after the no, uh, um, no, it was actually um, Mexico's game against Argentina. And I was like, the real home team here at this World Cup has been Saudi Arabia, and 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 also Mexico. Mexico's been like, yeah, their their turnout was. You could you could always hear them in the stadiums, like easily. I will say, when you talk about like the the fan bases that mm-hmm. that traveled in numbers, and mm-hmm. I always talk about this, right? Like, part of the reason why we want a jersey identity is so when you turn on the TV, you know exactly where the American fans are, right? Like, right. you turn on the TV, the fans that dominated this World Cup, obviously, U.S. brought the most fans. Like, we, we brought just fans of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, yep. um, England obviously brought a lot of fans. Saudi Arabia, Morocco, and Tunisia also just came with the thunder. But the thing about it is, when you look on the TV, you know exactly where those fans are. When you watch a Brazil game, it was like, 90% yellow. When, yeah. you, when you watch the Argentina game, 90%, you know, Abby Celeste, right? And mm-hmm. these these people, like, this guy was on the, on, on the cruise ship with us. I tell you, this man every day had the same jersey. He probably brought 47 of the same jersey and just wore one every <laughs> single day. And that was their marker. Like, that's how they do. And when you walk on the street, we, we couldn't walk five minutes without seeing an American fan. But when the Argentines came, they came in numbers, and they always all wore the same thing. And visually, it looks outstanding. When you go into a stadium, and you see just you just walk around, you're just like, oh god, they all here. Like, right, right. It, it right. felt like that for Brazil and for Argentina, those are really big countries, but it felt like the whole country was in Qatar. Like that's yeah. how I mean. When you wear that yellow, or you wear that their home jersey, all of these teams. That's how they identified each other. And for the U.S. is a little different because, you know, we all have we have the different jerseys that we have over the years and they're all different. That's yeah, where the jersey it, identity can help with that. It's, it's so interesting because especially like uh, I think this World Cup compared to obviously, the, of course, the 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 fan uh, uh, 
fan culture as far as like custom jerseys wasn't really as big of a thing yet in 2014 when we were last in the mm-hmm. World Cup. Of course, that'd be more of a thing now. And uh, I feel like some of the 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 street wear, wear jerseys have been even better than the, the jerseys that the oh, I mean, definitely better than the ones the USA uh, came out with. But um, like uh, like Olive in York, um, um, support uh, supporters out in Columbus. Um, there's another one as well that, that caught my attention. Um, but yeah, like like they all had um, like they they all kind of kept it in that in that um, that Waldo um, sentiment from mm-hmm. uh, 2011, 2012, uh, uh, those years. But um, but yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's definitely like. The, the great thing about the World Cup is that it's such a different vibe from the club season because you know it's, it's a whole different thing. Like when you talk about your club, it's a, but it's even it's even more heightened when you talk about your country and you and you and you do dig into that patriotism and sometimes even politics and things like that. But like, but when you're in the stadium, like it's it's like it. For at least those ninety minutes, it, it, like they actually do a, a, a relatively good job of taking you away from everything that's going on outside the stadiums. Now, I know that I, in in your case, of course, the big thing that's been going on uh, throughout most of the World Cup is like you've had def- several instances of where people have tried to get in, whether it's uh, rainbow T-shirts, rainbow wristbands. <laughs> in your in your case, like you had. Um, the uh, rainbow uh, captain's armband um, uh, for one of your games, like, and, and you and you actually, um, to your credit, like you actually, you know, said like they actually tried to get you. Like, so I'm, I'm gonna let you give your firsthand experience, like what what happened there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I mean, before the World Cup, FIFA actually sent out a basically a pamphlet of what to expect of the World Cup, what you can do, what you can't do, what's allowed, what's not allowed, and one of the sheets basically addressed pride wear and it said that hey you won't be detained you won't be approached and you won't be stopped if you're wearing it these items flags armbands wristbands what have you are allowed and of course there's been inconsistent application of a lot of these rules you know Mm -hmm. from you know batteries for your phone to bags all this stuff right and that happens all the stadiums but the problem was is as people were saying hey you're you're incorrectly applying this, you know, rule or inconsistently applying this rule. What other rules are you being inconsistent with? And we saw with Grant Wall, Grant Wall wore a rainbow t-shirt. He was stopped entering as a media person. And this was for the, for me, it was for the England game. Mm-hmm. I think for, uh, basically, and I wore it to, uh, the first game against Wales had no issues getting it in. Like, Walked in with it. Walked. You have several layers of security you have to go through to even get to the stands. You have oh wow! Hundreds of police. No one had a problem with it. Everyone was fine with it. Cool. Someone came and took a picture with me because she had a whole pride flag as a cape, like and had pride hair, like she had dyed wow. her hair rainbow. Ain't no issues, gotcha. right? So it was fine, and people were wearing them in all the games for all countries, and no one had issue with it. Entering the game at Albat or Albate, it was that's the furthest north stadium for the England game. Again, mm-hmm. went through several layers of security. All was good. Watched the uh, the Netherlands game right beforehand. Uh, I'm sorry, it was Senegal Ecuador. We watched that right beforehand because that was the game mm-hmm. right before we went indoors, uh, okay. went inside, and so we watched that. Had it on my arm. People walking by. 
thumbs up, no problem. And scan my ticket to enter the stadium, the actual stadium. And that's when I was stopped by police. And they said, you can't bring that in. I showed the thing from FIFA saying, nope, this says you can't even come up to me. And that's when they kind of pushed me to the side, um, put hands on me. And then I was surrounded by a bunch of people. So at this point, I, you know, I'm animated, not because I'm upset that they're not letting me in. I'm animated mm-hmm. because they put hands on me. And I'm like, yo, you right. can't touch me. That's not like whatever's happening right now. Touching me is not part of this equation. And mm-hmm. so talking to them for a few seconds and, and they said, we're just going to hold you. You can't get in. I said, you know, give me a supervisor. So they call a supervisor. Supervisor, of course, is taking their married time to get there. Meanwhile, and I'll give a shout out to some people. My buddy Brian calls U.S. soccer. Um, some U.S. soccer people, obviously, in the stands. They're talking to FIFA officials. And one of the FIFA officials that was standing with them is the human rights director. So mm. the FIFA human rights director is told about what's happening to me. He then is dispatched to my location, which is right inside the gate, but not inside the stadium. Mm-hmm. He showed up after about 15 minutes. This took a while. And meanwhile, there's people, uh, some of my friends are sitting there taking pictures, recording. Other people kind of stand around to make sure that I was okay. So, you know, those people know who they are and I appreciate, love them for that. Um, Good stuff. To Good make stuff. sure that I was okay. But the FIFA guy comes over and he goes, he, my interaction with him was about 10 seconds. He goes up to the cops and he goes, points at the armband said that's allowed that's okay you can't detain him that is not part of the rules you have to let him in that's it and he walked off after that point the police heard that and i go you heard what he said right the guy goes yes you can leave so they then let me go and i entered the stadium so i I did eventually get in i didn't miss any of the game um and i in the pride armband never left my my sleep so um Again, I had the rules in my hand, but again, I was lucky in the sense that I knew the rules and I was able to apply and I had people who had my back. What happens to the people who who don't have anyone there, right? What was happening to them, the people that right. didn't get that? My buddy got actually, for the round game, he got pulled out yeah, of the stands. I think I, 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 I might have seen that yes, video. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like it, it's been interesting because it feels like, you know, it feels like for anyone that's not from that region, they've largely been hands off. But I've, but uh, I've seen, I've seen uh, instances with um, with Iranian um, uh, fans and supporters. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen a really Wales. weird treatment towards uh, towards um, Israeli media. Uh, that's yep. definitely been um, been a thing. Um, and it, it, you know, I would love to just say that. The, the games itself have been absolutely outstanding, but of course you 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 have the underbelly of the fact that like just like like with your situation, like it's like they're 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 tolerating everyone's presence into basically their their world and you know in imposing what they feel is Western um, values on on their land. And I'm like. It's not even politics. It's, it's, it's human rights, and you're basically saying that yeah, like this shouldn't be a thing. Like there was obviously more than a few comments made by uh, Qatari officials as far as like how uh, LGBTQ uh, plus um, views were deemed in, in their country, and it's, and it's like, yo, like 
it's hard to explain them because of course it's, it's basically been their their mentality for you know centuries and everything but at the same time it's like there's room for other things too and especially if you're trying to host mm-hmm. a fucking world cup like this should not like if you knew you knew this was going to be a thing but you but you obviously said hey, we'll, we'll handle this anyway like you, you canceled beer on people two days before the world cup you said nah mm-hmm. they, y'all y'all are here now y'all, y'all y'all ain't getting this beer i'm like make 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 it make sense but you know yeah. i'm i'm glad that at the very least that you at least your situation um uh was handled uh cleanly and hopefully everybody else is that, that's out there you know if you do have a situation hopefully you guys said keep keep good homies around you that's all i can really exactly. say there keep, keep good homies around you know your rights whether it's here or over there know your rights and um you know hopefully just and try to enjoy yourself as as much as you can and hopefully the u.s uh will, will hopefully enjoy themselves um uh uh tomorrow and hopefully beyond that um Mm-hmm. Are, 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 do you do you dare try to make a b- prediction for tomorrow? Yes. Um, okay. Well, first, let me do. Let me say this to wrap up that other part. The, yeah, the yeah. thing I want to say is, for me, wearing the armband is to show support for people who are marginalized, like us. You know, just like you know. Funny thing was, I had a United Against Racism armband on too. He didn't have an issue with that, which. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that we would have had a real problem if that was an issue. But for me, I'm like, hey, look, this does not bother you. If me sitting in the stands wearing this armband bothers you who is outside of the stadium, then I'm not the one that has the problem. But it's not for me. It's for the people back home and even the people there who, again, you said, keep good homies. This is me saying, look, you know, if you're if you are LGBTQ and you have an issue, I got your back. If you right. need someone to stand with you, I'll stand with you. And that armband is what why I wear it for a lot of games. That's why, again, why Brian wore it to the game. It wasn't to protest anything. It was to show support. And I think that's where the message is lost is people think that we're protesting something and not showing support for people who have every right to also enjoy this World Cup as I do and you do. So um, exactly. that's why I wore it. I'll keep wearing it. And if it causes good trouble, then fuck it then I'll do it um, because exactly. it was important enough to, to wear it so um, I just want to say that but I do want to say for the prediction I think tomorrow's a magical day um, I, huh? I think I have a two to one I think it's going to be kind of a, a back and forth affair mm-hmm. I think in the end the hero is an unlikely person I don't know who that unlikely person is you guys can say who you think the unlikely hero could be Okay. But I think it's someone unlikely that becomes a household name by scoring the game-winning goal. Okay, and 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 for those of y'all that that you know, this is like this kind of like long ster- long-term um, storytelling. But like the last time we faced the Netherlands, we won, and we actually uh, played them um, out in Amsterdam, uh, led by one of the most magical. Uh, performances I've ever seen in my life by somebody who now people can't stand to cheer for Michael Bradley like yo if you if you ever I think the highlights are still up on YouTube yes you need to see uh-huh. that, that run that led to the game winning goal that was like yo like that mo- that whole moment was magic but yes magic shout out the magical tomorrow. week of Bobby Wood too 
Bobby Wood <laughs> scores a final goal. He scores a game-winning goal against the Netherlands, and then like five days later, he scores it against the Germans in Germany. So, I mean, I think it's required viewing. Everyone's got to watch that tomorrow yes. morning before this game. And before I let you go, because I, I feel like I would be remiss, especially since um, we had to talk about uh, the stuff going on. Of course, we of course we had our own moment our, ourselves with um, our captain, Tyler Adams, and coach uh, Greg Bohartura back on Monday, where an uh, Iranian reporter uh, confronted him during a press conference, uh, talked about um, a plethora of of, of, of social uh, issues, but uh, the one that definitely caught a lot of attention was uh, the question towards uh, uh, Tyler Adams, uh, as far as like how does he feel as far as supporting and, and captaining the USA national team uh, in the midst of of uh, you know obviously racism in this country, uh, police brutality in this country, and I, I, was he trying to go for a gotcha moment? Like I feel like. I'll, like, oh, absolutely! Th- that's the level of zen that that Tyler Adams was showing. I was like, he don't know what he just walked into. Like, cause that that response that he gave was just absolutely magical. What do you think? I mean, what? Look, Tyler Adams has since he arrived on the scene on the national team, he has been outspoken in his desire to want to be the captain of this team, and he proved that he deserves to have that armband and, and that this stage is right for him to be a captain because that was a it's not even that it was a magical answer it was the right answer i mean yeah the guy was asking him about geopolitical stuff and he's just like look man like i i do apologize that i'm mispronouncing your country that is something that i can learn from and that's what we do in the united states is we educate and we learn just like you educated me on your country i can take that criticism and feedback and be better next time. And I think that's all he was asking anyone to do. I mean, they asked Greg Berhalter about getting the Navy to remove a, a warship from prison. I'm like, dude. they're. I mean, they're asking a lot of stuff. But for us, the World Cup, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about the geopolitical stuff, especially between that particular game, USA versus Iran. Yeah. But in the stands, it wasn't that. On the streets, it wasn't that. Iranian fans, again, are coming up to American fans saying, yo, good luck hope you like i hope we win but i hope you know you have a great time vice versa people taking pictures trading flags trading scarves these things are what the world cup's about and and it's obviously u.s iran is just one of the you know you know matchups where countries kind of don't like each other outside of soccer but Mm -hmm. i mean again on uh, on the ship one night this is a great story uh some canadian fans were talking trash to some Mexican fans about qualifying. They're like, hey, we beat you in qualifying. We qualified first, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. And Mexico goes, the Mexico fan, like, we're over here because we're like, yo, we can't be doing this. Mexico fan stepped in for us and he said, look, man, congratulations on qualifying. It's a great achievement. Finishing first is awesome. But guess what? All of us are on the same ship. We are all at the same World Cup. It does not matter how you got here. What matters is that you're here. And again, Mexico and U.S., we do not like each other on the on the soccer field, but off the field, in these streets, in these stadiums, there have been several matches where you have heard USA chants and Mexico chants that where neither team was involved on the field. And it's because yeah. those fans just right, have that camaraderie, they have that bond, and yeah, we want them to lose all the games, but at, and they want us to lose, but at the end of the day... It was about the camaraderie of being at the World Cup. And we, again, like you said, we are all in the same boat, literally. And yeah. 
now they're going home. We're, we're left on the boat. But <laughs> I think, but I think that's what. Again, you talked about the greenness of Canada. Yeah. I think they will learn the fans and and their team that hey, when you're on this stage, the stage is a little bit different, and it comes with a Definitely. set of expectations. And one of those is the camaraderie is what rules the day, not the rivalry. Yeah, I mean. I definitely look at uh, I, I, I caught all three uh, Canada matches, and you know, like I'm, I'm, I feel like in a lot of ways, of course, I wasn't watching the game back then, but it, like at least from what I've uh, read and researched and, and highlights, like it definitely felt like a lot, a lot like uh, when the U.S. Uh, made their first World Cup in 40 years when he went um, in uh, World Cup 1990, where it's like, yeah, like you know, you're going to get smoked. And, you know, you're trying your best and you have your moments. It's just that, you know, that experience is near. Because, like, you, you, you managed to run into Belgium, uh, uh, who managed to get knocked out. Uh, but they've had the experience. Croatia, uh, they made it to the World Cup final uh, four years ago. Uh, they have that experience. And so, like... You know, it sometimes that's just how it, how it breaks. Sometimes, like you 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 manage to, fa- to face a couple of teams who are battle tested and at least knew how to handle uh, somebody who hadn't been there before. And hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, going into this next cycle, uh, like the, their course is almost nearly as young as we are. So, like you know, they have time to grow some more, and hopefully, um, they will. Because yeah, I think that. This was a definite a good uh, launching point for them. Now it's just a matter of, like what what they do from here, so that they have a good performance in um, in twenty twenty six. But um, but yeah, like you know, you know we're trying to do our best to, to, uh, to at least be the the hold hold the flag high for Concacaf, and um, hopefully, uh, you know we we have a good result uh, tomorrow again. Thank you for um, for coming through, Donald. Um, you know, so hopefully where, wherever you are uh, watching uh, the games um, on Saturday and hopefully beyond, just make, make sure you do it responsibly. Because I'm not going to tell you yet what happened to me um, when I <laughs> when I went out and watched the uh, uh, the Wales game and the England game. I just just know this: I stayed home for a re- for a very good reason on um, uh, for the for the Iran games. I knew like, hey, I did not want to get hurt because because the first two games I kind of did, but. Uh, st- stick with us um, for the second half of the show. We uh, we got the boys um, back back on. We're talking about the rest of the, of the field and um, how the uh, how we uh, look for the uh, uh, round of sixteen and, and quarters. And um, yeah, so just stick with us. Get a good word from our guys at Two Cents FC. And yeah, we'll be right back. FTC U T D. 